1: Welcome to today's show. It is going to be a fantastic one. This is something I feel really passionate about today. We're going to be talking about the six simple steps to be able to raise your frequency. And I I want I want to explain that a little bit. Uh, right now, as I look around in the world, it seems like there's a lot of opportunity for negativity. There's a lot of opportunity for chaos, I think of the chaos of COVID, the drama of the elections, things that are going all around in the world. And it seems like everywhere I turn, every news station that I turn on, every newspaper that I read, every time I go out and uh, in, in, in a public place, I hear about things that are going wrong in the world. I hear about opportunities to be fearful or to feel uncertain. And it creates a negative frequency. So I talked about him here on the show before. So if you've heard past episodes, I'm sure you've heard about this. But there's a doctor named Dr. David Hawkins. And uh, Dr. David Hawkins did some research. He wrote a book, very popular book called Power Versus Force, and then a follow-up book called In the Eye of the Eye. And he was actually one of the first ones that was able to prove that our emotions, the way we feel, have a frequency. So let me ask this of you. Just think of the last time you felt negative. Think of the last time you felt afraid or fearful or uncertain or maybe even felt a little bit of despair. And just pay attention to how your body felt or how it feels now, even just reflecting or thinking back on those things. I bet you feel like you have lower energy. Maybe you notice your shoulders are sagging a little bit. Maybe you notice your head drooping. Well, this is the physical evidence that these negative emotions have a lower frequency. They actually vibrate at a lower frequency. Now, I want you just to imagine with me A time when you felt totally loved, where you had so much gratitude for something. For me, I immediately go to the birth of my first child, and I remember the first time they placed her in my arms, and I was flooded with unconditional love and gratitude. Now, as you feel that emotion spread throughout your body, just notice how you feel, maybe you feel like you have more energy. I bet a smile spread across your face and your shoulders rolled back and maybe you've sat up a little bit straighter and felt excited in your body this is evidence, again, of this positive emotion having a higher or positive frequency that physically affects us. Well, the struggle and the challenge now is that with so many negative things going on around us, with everywhere we turn, it seems like somebody's in distress or there's a new problem going on. All this negativity can affect us. And what I keep hearing from my clients and from the people around me lately is that there's a lot of fear there's a lot of uncertainty, there's a lot of despair. And these are lower frequency emotions. This will actually affect our own personal frequency as we feel those, but also collectively, it affects the frequency of the world. So the question is, with all of these things going on around us, all of these opportunities to feel negative, how do we step into a positive state? How can you be able to feel happy when so many people around you are feeling sad? How can you step into a state of love and empowerment when every time you turn on the news, all you see is the fear and the fighting and the struggle? Well, that's what we're going to talk about today. We're going to talk about how to raise your frequency. And here's why it's important to raise your frequency. First of all, the state in which you vibrate is the state from which you create. And again, if you've been listening to me, this is nothing new to you. But basically, if you are feeling fearful, if you're feeling confused, if you're feeling uh, like you're in despair, that is the state from which you're going to create. And you will create more of that in your life. Your mind, your body, your frequency is going to look for evidence of that. So think of your thoughts. Thoughts is like they're the electromagnetic field. So if you're thinking, wow, the world's falling apart, I'm so afraid, I don't know what I'm going to do, then those thoughts, that electromagnetic field creates or emits an emotion emotions of fear and doubt and despair. And those emotions are like a magnet, and they will attract to you the things that you are feeling. So, they'll attract opportunities for you to feel more fear, opportunities for you to feel more uncertain, opportunities for you to feel more despair. Now, the opposite is also true, and this is the good news about it. The good news is that when we think positive thoughts, wow, I am unconditional love and expansion. I am empowered to be able to create the state of my life and the feelings that I feel. Those thoughts will create a feeling and those feelings will create a magnet. If you are experiencing hope and unconditional love, that is the magnet that will attract more things to feel hopeful about, more abundance into your life, more things to unconditionally love and more unconditional love towards you so this is really important that we know especially at this time how to create these states how to create a higher frequency and not only will it affect you but it will affect the people around you because as you vibrate you're emitting a frequency That affects the people around you and collectively as a whole, and this is what Dr. David Hawkins talked about in his verse in his book, In the Eye of the Eye, is that collectively, that higher frequency will actually counterbalance the negative frequency vibrating in the world. And I'll get more into that in a little bit. But just in layman's terms... It's amazing to feel good no matter what is going on around you and to be able to attract abundance and love into your life. So we're going to talk about how to be able to do that. So first, just as we get started today, I just want you to take a moment and wherever you are, just sit up straight, roll your shoulders back and put a smile on your face. And let's just take a deep breath in together and through the nose, just feeling the oxygen flood through your body and then exhale. And as you exhale, just relax your body releasing any tension, releasing any doubts or fears, and just be present in this moment. Give yourself the gift of being able to be fully present as we talk about these steps, these techniques, these tools that you can use to be able to live a life of abundance, to be able to create the relationships and the health and the abundance, the business, the money, into your life that you desire. So just again, take another deep breath in. Deep breath in, feeling the oxygen spread through your body. Exhale, relax, settle into this moment and be fully present. And let's just dive right into this. So six simple steps to raise your frequency. Step number one is appreciation. So step number one is appreciation. And let's just begin right now and... I just want you to, wherever you are right now as you're listening to this, I want you to look around and I want you to appreciate something that you haven't appreciated before that's in your environment right now. Maybe it's that you're outside and you see a beautiful nature scene. Maybe it's that you notice the sparkle on the fabric of something around you. Maybe you notice the vibrant color of the jacket that you're wearing, whatever that is. I want you just to find something in your environment right now and appreciate it. For me, I'm looking, there's this uh, for Christmas. My son gave me a stuffed unicorn. <laughs> he, he knows that I love unicorns. Even at 41, 42, however old I am, I, I still, unicorns light me up. They make me excited. When I was a child, one of my favorite shows was the last unicorn. I've loved them ever since. And so my son, with his own money, he's 18 now, 17 at the time, he went out and he bought me a stuffed unicorn. And on this unicorn, the hoofs are this sparkly material. And I'm just looking at this unicorn and the sparkles on the hooves and the fabric and just really appreciating the beauty of those sparkles, the color in the sparkles, the purples and the blues and the way that the light dances off of that. And I I appreciate this. It's also giving me a greater appreciation for my son who worked hard for the money, who was able to think about this and go and buy this for me. So just notice in your environment right now what you have to appreciate. Now pick a second thing. Pick something else to appreciate right now. What's something else that you can notice or look at right now that you can just have appreciation for? For me, I'm just looking out my window of my house and it has a view overlooking the Salt Lake City Valley and I'm appreciating um, on the other side of the valley, on the other mountain, I am seeing the snow on the mountain and the way that the white snow and the purple of the mountain contrast each other. Just noticing the beauty of this creation of God's creation. What is it that you're noticing? What is that second thing that you're appreciating right now? Maybe you've taken for granted or maybe you haven't appreciated in the past. And now pick a third thing. One more thing to appreciate right now in your environment. Maybe this time it's a smell. Maybe you're noticing how something smells or maybe it's a sound that you hear. Right now I'm appreciating, I'm hearing in the distance, my husband, my lover, my soulmate, Gerald is, is doing something in the other room. He's leading a training and I'm just hearing the faint sounds of his voice and just really appreciating the sound of the voice of somebody I love. But is it for you right now that you're appreciating that third thing in this moment? And just notice how this appreciation brings you here to the present moment. So often, the negative emotions, the fear, the anxiety... The anticipation, the despair come from either thinking about things that have happened in the past or things that might happen in the future, and they aren't being present in this moment now. So that's why appreciation is so important and can actually bring us forward to this moment now, allowing us to be present at this time in our body. And just take a moment now with those three things that you've appreciated and just take another deep breath in feeling the appreciation of the feeling of the air flowing through your nose, the oxygen spreading through your body. And as you exhale, the appreciation for your environment, for the things that you were able to notice just now. So again, the first step is just appreciation. Appreciate something that you haven't noticed before. It could be a color. It could be a sound. It could be a sight. And I hope you're writing these down. Because this is something that you don't have to just experience in this moment. You can recreate this. Whenever you're feeling sad or you're feeling depressed or you're feeling out of control or you're feeling anxious or fearful, you can do these six simple steps. So first step, just appreciate three things right here, right now in your environment that you haven't noticed before. Step number two is related to step number one, but it's gratitude. And right now, I just want you to think of five things that you're really grateful for. Just five things that you're really grateful for. If you have a notebook and a pen and you can write these down, I want you to write down the five things that you're grateful for. If you aren't by a notebook or pen, you're just listening to this, just take a moment and list in your mind. What are five things that you're feeling really grateful for in this moment? I'm actually going to have Lori Richens hop on for this. Lori is our family first expert. We're going to bring her on for her segment in just a bit. But Lori, I'd love for you just to share out loud with us. What are five things that you're grateful for right now?
2: Well, you and I were just talking about my son having surgery recently, and uh, I loved uh, the opportunity to actually be present and to assist him during that process and for the skills of the surgeon and um, just simple things like the gentleman some of the attendants who were caring for him were basketball players. And so they could talk to him on that level of their basketball glory days and just help him to relax. And for my husband being able to stay behind at home and take care of things and cook for himself and be very independent and and keep the home front running. So. I don't know if that's five things, but I'm flooded with a lot of gratitude from this past week's experiences.
1: That's so beautiful. I really appreciate that. So I was actually writing these down as you were speaking. So you can help me come up with the fifth one because I got four. So number one is just the opportunity you had to be with your son. Number two is for the surgeon, the skilled surgeon who was able to perform the surgery. Number three, the rapport of the people there having known about basketball and being able to speak to your son and feel comfortable. Number four, your husband that was able to stay at home and hold the home front down while you were gone. And what's number five, Lori? What's the fifth one? This is such a simple thing,
2: but I think everybody should be loved at one point by an animal. And when I walked through the door yesterday, my my dog is very attached to me and he, she had gone into grieving while I was gone. And when I came home, she was just so ecstatic. I think everyone should have a feeling of an animal just literally going, you know, becoming ecstatic at your presence. And so she just jumped and jumped and jumped and and um, and just coddled to me for a bit. So yes, I was thankful for that moment.
1: Oh, so beautiful. Thank you for sharing that moment. And here's why it's so important to uh, share gratitude. And Lori, you're so good at this, but how do you feel in this moment just thinking about five things you're really grateful for. Describe the feeling that's in your body right now.
2: There's a sense of serenity and a sense of stability that comes when you can be in the present thinking about your blessings. So I'm, I'm also thankful for being on your show today so I could go through this process with you.
1: Oh, thank you, Lori. And just notice for those of you that are participating with us, how do you feel right now? having thought of the things that you're grateful for. See, the truth and the reality is, is we always can find things to complain about. We can always find things that aren't going in our, right in our life. We can always find things that aren't going right in the world, but we can also always find things to be grateful for. We can always find things that are going right in our life. And you get to choose which one you focus on. And this is where the power of our thoughts come in. Remember how we talked earlier that your thoughts are like the electromagnetic spectrum and your emotions are like the magnet. Well, you can't control what emotions you feel. Those emotions are going to come based on the thoughts that you're thinking. But if there's an emotion that you don't like, change your thought. Albert Einstein said, we get to choose whether this is a friendly or a hostile universe. We get to choose. We can see in the world around us both things that aren't going our way, people and environments and things that are hostile, or we can choose to focus on and look at the things that are positive, that are going right, that are friendly about our universe. And remember, where your attention goes, your energy flows. Let me say that again. Where your attention goes, your energy flows. So if your attention is focused on what's not going right all the bad things that are happening in the world. Your energy is going to flow there. Your thoughts are going to flow there. Your emotions are going to flow there. And you're going to be at a lower frequency state. However, if you can focus on the positive emotions, if you can pay attention to what is going right in your world, then more things will be going right in your life. Your frequency will be higher. Now, this doesn't mean we need to ignore what's going on in the world. It doesn't mean that you stay uninformed and just shut off all information coming in. That's not what I mean. But you can choose to create with that information that you have, you can choose to create from a low frequency state of being a victim and being in despair and I can't do anything and I'm so afraid. Or you can take that information and choose to say, wow, well, I'm really grateful for my emotional sovereignty. I'm really thankful that I am doing things right and that things are going right in the world and that I have the power to have change in my life and to move that forward. So just just pay attention to how you're feeling now. And remember, first step is awareness, being aware of the things in your environment. Second step, gratitude. Write down or think of five things that you're grateful for. The third step that we're going to focus on in just a minute is awareness. And sorry, I said number one. The first step is appreciation. Second step is gratitude. And then we're going to focus on awareness when we come back from break. So right now during break, just take time. Appreciate something in your something else in your environment that you haven't appreciated before. And take time to really think of, again, something else that you're grateful for. Notice how this changes your frequency and your state. And when we come back, we'll be talking about the third step, which is awareness. We'll be right back.
3: It will be the best hour of your week. Do you feel you have a bigger life's purpose than you're currently living? Of course you do. Activate your passion as you tune in to Sovereign Self with host Sofia Renea Morales. Become the conscious creator of your own life. Connect with your most powerful and purposeful self in order to make big things happen for you now. Sophia and her guests are doing this every day and are sharing how you can step into this power, too. Listen to Sovereign Self every Monday at 4 p.m. Pacific Time, 7 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be sure to friend us on Facebook. You can do it right now. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for us at keyword Voice America.
0: Welcome back. If you're just joining
1: us, today's show is about the six simple steps that you can take to raise your frequency. In today's world where we have the chaos of COVID and the drama of the elections, it can be so easy to get sucked into the negativity and to start having negative thoughts and vibrating at a negative frequency and of course the frequency in which we vibrate is the state in which we create so we're just going to create more of that negativity but there are some simple steps that you can take to be able to raise your vibrational frequency to step into a peak state so that you can create from a state of abundance so that you can stay positive even when it feels like the world around you is crumbling. So before the break we talked about the first two steps. Number one is appreciation. Uh, Be Being able to appreciate things in your environment and uh, really taking the time to be present and to notice and appreciate the things that are going right or that are beautiful in your environment now. Step number two is gratitude. It's being able to think about the things that you're grateful for. And the action steps with these for appreciation was just to take a moment and appreciate the things in your environment that maybe you haven't taken the time to appreciate before. The color of a picture on your wall, the smell of... Whatever, the flowers around you, the sound of the people you love talking. And then the exercise for gratitude that you can do is just simply write down five things that you're thankful for. Think of five things that you're thankful for in your mind. And just notice, for those of you who participated with us uh, during the first segment, just notice how you're feeling right now. Notice how you're feeling having stepped into appreciation for the things around you, having expressed and been been able to think about the things that you're grateful for step number three is awareness so step number three is awareness and I'm going to take a little bit of a different spin on this because this is what I like to do so often what ends up happening when we feel like our world's crumbling or we feel depressed or we feel fearful is our energy is focused on ourselves And what's going wrong in our life and why things aren't working out right for us. But when we start becoming aware of others around us, then we step into this energy of starting to be connected to the people around us, of starting to be able to look for what people need around us and stepping even into a space of service, which helps to raise our frequency. So number three Again, is awareness, and here's the exercise with it. If you can, if you're in a space, just close your eyes. If you're driving, don't close your eyes, but if you can, close your eyes and just take a moment, and I want you to become aware of the people that you love in your life, and just one by one, I want you to visualize their faces in front of you. Maybe it's the, the face of your spouse or beloved. Maybe it's the faces of your children or your clients or your friends. Just take a moment and one by one imagine the faces of the people you love and start focusing your awareness on them. Becoming aware of how much you love them and how much they love you. And just breathing into that awareness right now. Maybe going, picturing the faces of your parents, your siblings. Picturing the faces of people who are near and dear to you. And just notice in this moment your energy. Notice how when you focus on somebody else and you become aware and have an awareness of somebody else. How suddenly things don't seem so bad in your world or in your life. And maybe with this awareness, even comes an idea to send a text to somebody or to do an act of kindness for someone you love today. An awareness of gratitude, maybe a thank you note that you could write and send And just step into that feeling of awareness right now. And notice how this raises or changes your frequency. When it comes to frequency, there are three different types of, generally types of frequency that we can be in. Number one is the frequency of ego. That means where we're always thinking about ourselves. It's all about us. It's all about why things are happening to us and how things are affecting us and lots of the verbiage you hear with this is, why is this happening to me? The second vibrational frequency that we can step into, which is slightly higher, is the group vibrational frequency. And this group vibrational frequency is when you think about yourself and the groups you belong to. So um, your country, I'm an American, right? I'm your religion, I'm your ethnic group. And we have this identity with a group of people. And that's a higher frequency, but the only problem is, is that that makes us separate from others. I'm an American and you're a Canadian. I'm white and you're black. The highest frequency that we can step into is the frequency of oneness. And it's when we realize that I am you and you are me, when we have such an awareness of the world around us that instead of viewing things as happening to us or happening to our group of people, We now know that we're all in this together as an entire world. So right now, I want you to expand your awareness to the entire world and just picture in your mind the world, just a picture of the globe, and just imagine sending love to the world right now, stepping into an awareness that we are all one and just taking a moment and sending loving frequency to the world. And just notice how you feel your vibrational frequency shift, how you feel it raise in this moment. So the fourth step to being able to raise your frequency is meditation. So meditation is when we still our minds and our bodies enough to be able to dissolve our ego, to let go of the things that are going right or wrong with us and to become part of that oneness. And we won't take time to, to deep dive into a meditation right now, but I will take time just to have you close your eyes for a moment. And I'm just going to play music just for one minute. And I want you to, in this one minute, Just enjoy the stillness that you feel. This is a song composed by my dear friend, especially for me and our group, Legendary, and and his name is Gary Malkin. He's an award-winning composer. And just take a moment and listen to this music, or if you can't hear the music, just listen to the sounds around you right now. Just as you breathe in and out, try and still your thoughts, and just in this moment, focus on becoming one. With the world around you. It's gonna start one minute now, just listen to the music, taking time to breathe. Just notice how you feel right now, just having taken one minute to just still your mind, breathe in in, and out, and listen to some music. This is the beginning of meditation. For those who are new to meditation, just try spending five minutes a day, just either in stillness and quiet or listening to some music that's quiet, that's peaceful. And just notice how when you calm and center yourself long enough, when you just take the time to meditate, how much different your body feels inside. What ends up happening is so often when we're in states of fear and chaos and we are surrounded by this negativity in the world and we're at this heightened state, our immune system is at at a state of stress and our bodies are in the state of stress and our frequencies and our mind are at a state of stress. And when we can just take a moment to calm that down, Just to breathe and to be still, it gives our body the respite and the break that we need. And notice how in the stillness you feel your frequency raise. Feel yourself becoming a little more confident, a little more centered. Maybe you notice that you had a thought or an idea that was inspired rather than something that somebody outside of you is telling you how to do or what to feel. And just notice the fourth step is meditation and the six simple steps to raise your frequency. So if you're feeling overwhelmed, you can recreate this anytime. Again, remember step number one, just take the time to appreciate or be, yeah, appreciate three things in your environment around you. And secondly, think of five things you're grateful for. Number third, just close your eyes and think about or become aware of the people you love in your life. And aware of the world. Number four, just take a minute or two if that's all you have, maybe five or ten if you can spare that, in just quiet meditation. And then the next step, step number five, is to visualize. So after you just take a moment in quiet meditation, visualize what it is that you're wanting to create in your life. For me, I'm visualizing a, a get together with my. Children and my beloved, and my husband, and where we're all together and just having an amazing time being together. Maybe for you, you're envisioning being able to connect with somebody. Maybe it's that you visualize your business growing even in the midst of COVID, and maybe you visualize for yourself the feeling of seeing a certain number in your bank account (laughs) or connecting with a certain person. But get really clear right now and just picture in your mind a scene of something that you want to have happen. Visualize that in your mind. What is something that you want to create or have happen in your life? Picture that moment now. And Feel the emotion of it. So for me, I'm picturing all of my kids together and my husband and our children. And I'm imagining the feeling of love, the feeling of gratitude, the feeling of togetherness. And this big smile spreading across my face. Maybe you're visualizing getting that bank statement and seeing a certain number in your bank account. Maybe it's that you're visualizing connecting with somebody that you haven't connected with in a long time and feel that feeling of connection spread throughout your body, but take a moment to visualize that and step into the feeling of it. You see, our brain doesn't know the difference between what's real and imagined. Our subconscious brain, the brain that registers our frequency, that emits the frequency, does not know the difference between what is real and what is imagined. And so if you're imagining chaos, if you're imagining all the things that could go wrong, if you're visualizing those things in your mind, if you're visualizing chaos in your world and in your life and what could potentially go wrong and happen and be possible, then those are the frequencies you're going to emit. That stress, your body is living that stress as if it's actually happening. And luckily, the opposite is true. We can take time to visualize Oh, this is something I really want to have happen. This is something really positive. This is something really good. That's the frequency we're going to emit. And our body and our emotions will react as if it is actually happening in our life. And remember, if your emotions are like magnets, what is that going to attract into your life? Whatever you're visualizing is what you're going to attract into your life. So take time to visualize the positive. Visualize what it is that you want. Visualize things going right. Visualize the positive instead of the negative because that's what you're going to attract in your life. What you think. Those electromagnetic fields affect the emotions and the emotions are the magnets that will attract things into your life. So take time to visualize. Then the last step is action. Just ask yourself, What can I do now? What can I do now to create an even higher frequency in my life? What can I do now to create an even higher frequency in my life? Oftentimes when I ask myself this question, it's service oriented. It's send a text to somebody you love. It's go give a hug to somebody in your family. Sometimes it's to record a certain Facebook video. Sometimes it's a certain topic of a radio show comes to my mind. But pick an action step that you can do that will help to raise your frequency right now. So again, the six simple steps to raise your frequency. Number one, appreciation. Take time to appreciate the things in the environment around you. Number two, gratitude. Step into a space of gratitude. Think of the things you're thankful for. Number three, awareness. Start to think about and become aware of the people that you love in your life and of the people in the world. Number four, meditate. Even if it's only for a minute or two, just take a minute or two to be still, to calm your mind and your body. Number five is visualization. Take time to think about what it is you want to create and step into that picture and that emotion of that. And then number six is action. Take action. What is one thing that you feel inspired to do right now that will help you raise your frequency? And in fact, if you're listening, Just take a moment, tune in. What is that action step? What is the thing that you're going to do either right now or as soon as you're done listening to the show that's going to help raise your frequency? And remember, as you raise your frequency, then the people around you are going to be affected because your frequency is higher. And not only that, but it will counterbalance the negativity in the world. In his book, in the Eye of the Eye, Dr. David Hawkins talks about this idea of counterbalancing. How the positive energy will counterbalance the negative energy. And according to his research, he found that one person resonating in a state of of non-judgment counterbalanced the negativity of 90,000 people resonating in guilt and shame and fear. And one person resonating in unconditional love counterbalanced the negativity of 270,000 people resonating in fear and anxiousness and guilt and shame. So just know that this work that you're doing, that this work to raise your frequency will not only affect your life and the life of the people around you, but it actually is having a positive impact on the world. And I get it. Sometimes it's hard. Sometimes you're just going to feel discouraged. And in a moment when we come back, Lori Richards is going to share with us some tips and advice of, what you can do when you feel like you can't get into peak state, how you can overcome those. But during this break, just take a moment just to appreciate how you feel right now to notice the raising of your frequency as you practice these steps, as you've listened to the show and take time to write down your action step and maybe even do it during this commercial break. What is the one thing that you're going to do that's going to help raise your frequency and help, Bless the world around you. When we come back, what to do when you're struggling to get into peak state? Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. This is the Voice America Influencers Channel. Be
3: inspired. Influencers Channel. and get amplified if you want to join the ranks of the influencers you've got to think like an influencer how about joining one of the top influencers in the world leonard kim for grow your influence tree Leonard and his guests discuss the topics that aspiring influencers need to know from brand building to getting yourself published and growing your audience. There's a bunch of fun and even some twists involved to keep you on your toes. You just have to listen every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Influencers Channel. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24 7.
0: You're tuned in to Spotlight, The Allison H. Larson Show. To find out more about Allison and our program, please visit soulintuition.com. Again, that's soulintuition.com. Now back to Spotlight. Here is Allison H. Larson welcome back to Spotlight.
1: And today's show has been so fantastic about raising frequency, about what to do when you're getting stuck in the negativity of COVID and the drama of the elections and just six simple steps to be able to raise your frequency. Um, so those steps are number one, appreciation, two, gratitude, three, awareness, four, meditation, five, visualization, then six, of course, action, inspired action. And uh, but, you know, there's just sometimes when you're going to be stuck in a fret. There's sometimes when you're going to feel like like it's really hard to get in that peak state. So, uh, Lori Richens, who's our family first expert, is here to share with us uh, some some things that she does when she gets stuck in that state, and some things that you can do as well to be able to um, help you get out of being a stuck. Lori.
2: Allison, what I love about what you contribute each week is how sensible your steps are whenever you're trying to help us do better as an audience. And today I want to contribute some sensible steps of my own to help people when they just can't seem to be functioning at that optimal level. So as a mother of seven children and a grandmother of 10, I have to do whatever is necessary in order for me to be available emotionally and physically and spiritually for this large family. And sometimes I simply do not feel like I'm at a peak state in my life. But I have the responsibility to stay as balanced and whole as possible. So I have two acronyms that I'm going to share quickly that help me and I'm sure will help those listening as well and the first acronym is the ask acronym a s k and the a stands for the awareness that you were talking about earlier i was at a dentist's office not too long ago having some dental work done and the dentist simply could not get the side of my face numb for him to do the work that he needed and i was in so much pain i had to get out of the chair a couple of different times and just stand at the side of the room and calm myself down and give myself the courage needed to get back in that chair because we had to finish this job. And I remember moving from this state of awareness of my own agony to being mindful of what it must be like for this poor dentist to know what, um, you know, that he has to finish this task knowing it's causing me a great deal of pain. And I actually acknowledged that. I said to him that, you know, I'm so sorry. I know this is so hard for you because you know this is painful for me. And it was amazing how much that compassion ended up flipping my agony to to the ability to actually bear up well under this difficult circumstance. So awareness of other people's um, trials in the midst of our own can be very helpful. The second thing is the S principle. And this comes along with a simple phrase, which is, I carefully select, so S is the word, I carefully select what I choose to neglect. So choosing what you're not going to address, choosing what you're going to neglect in your life helps to eliminate guilt. So when um, my son recently had to have surgery and had to go on a quick emergency trip over to the other side of the state, I chose carefully what I was not going to do. I canceled appointments that I had as a life coach. I I canceled uh, the appointments I had with my clients. I canceled other things that would normally take up my time and energy so I could totally focus on my family and on my son. And so carefully select what you choose to neglect so that you can feel like you're in an empowered position instead of feeling like you're being acted upon and failing. And then the third thing is the k The K is there's this this understanding that I have when you're in life circumstances. You need to know when to add something in or take something out. So when you carefully select what to take out, sometimes you need to add something back in, even though you might feel overwhelmed. And some time ago, many years ago, Um, I I was just overwhelmed with life. I had all seven children living home at the time, and there were a lot of demands. And I had this whisper that came to me that said, Lori, make a quilt And I'm a quilter. I'm a craft maker. I I do things that are creative, and I did not keep those things in my life for a while because I had other responsibilities. But I stopped my world, and I made a quilt with my daughter, and it was very healing. It was very good at helping me, very helpful at helping me to feel rebalanced and to feel like um, I was being productive. So that's the ask, the A-S-K principle, to be aware to know what to select and remove, and to know what to keep. And the last acronym is the DIM principle. And I may have addressed this before, but it's worth repeating. And it's D-I-M. If a door closes, it wasn't your door. That's the D. The I is be able to discern what is an inconvenience versus a crisis if we keep treating everything in our life as if it's a crisis, we will not be able to have to handle a crisis when it really comes. So most things fall under the category of inconvenience. And the last of the DIM principle is the M, which is memory. Have a short memory. If something goes wrong, don't dwell on it. Don't Um, spend an excess amount of time trying to think of what should have been, go into repair mode and plan um, to do it better the next time. So the DIM principle is if a door closes, it wasn't your door, know that most things fall under the inconvenience category and have a short memory when things go wrong. Because even though we can't always function at that peak level, at least being able to balance our lives will make sure that we can meet the needs of our family and our business in a way that's productive until we can get into that um, more optimal place.
1: Wow, that's beautiful, Lori. And there were so many takeaways that I had from that. Uh, one of the ones that I just want to bring up and point out and um, love to just hear your further thoughts on this too is this idea of really Learning how to raise our frequency or be in a good state so that we can show up for the people around us. And I have a feeling that uh, if you're listening to this show right now, you have people that really need you. (laughs) The world needs you now. And we have this decision. It can be so easy. The other day, I was feeling totally defeated. There were some things that weren't going right in my environment. There were things that weren't going right in my business. There were some things that weren't going right in my relationships. And I just had this moment of, I just want to go into hiding. I just want to ha- throw a pity party and go into hiding. And uh, that same night, uh, we, we had uh, some of our kids coming over. And... I was feeling really sorry for myself, but I used these principles. I got back up into peak state. I thought, no, these people need me right now. And it was a good thing I did because one of our daughters had a really fun event and date planned, and it fell through last minute, and she was just so disappointed, and she was feeling so sad. And I was able to show up for her in a way that helped encourage her and helped her to be more positive. Um, likewise, the next day I had a client that was having a really hard time was able to call me. And there was something that, that Joe Dispenza said that I really, really liked. He said one time that he was talking to the people that worked in his clinic. And of course, Joe Dispenza, Dr. Joe Dispenza, he talks a lot about meditation. He talks a lot about frequency as well. And he has people that come to his clinics from all over the world to, to be healed by this idea of raising your frequency and changing your thoughts and meditating. And he was talking to two of the people that worked in his clinic and he said, your job is to be at a higher frequency than anybody that walks through the clinic because these people are coming here because they need us. And it's our job to be at that high frequency in that high state. And that's kind of how I feel about in my life and my role as a mother and as a mentor and as uh, somebody who, who is an influencer and thought leader is, is it's like sometimes I'm going to feel down, but it's my job to be at a high frequency so that anybody that comes into my sphere of influence can have their frequency raised. So Lori, I'd just love to hear your, your final thoughts or anything that you want to add to that.
2: Yes, I think we definitely do feel the responsibility to be able to be at that high place. But I also want to acknowledge the importance of helping the other people around us to know that it's safe for them to not um, be functioning well in any given time of their life. And the way we can help them to feel safe is to allow them to know that we have our moments when we are simply not okay as Well, and this morning I happened to be talking to my daughter <clears throat> and she's a uh, uh, Alison, you know, or, you know, Elizabeth. She's just a yes. beautiful girl. But I told her, I said, I am at a point where Elizabeth, I'm probably going to need a good cry. I've been on an adrenaline rush all week. I'm sleep deprived. And um, I can feel myself really worn. And sure enough, by the time the end of the, the phone call had come, I had cried a bit on the phone. And it's actually very empowering for my children when we can relate on a level where they know that I'm human and that I can understand when they get to those places themselves and that I honor that. And I don't expect them to be at their place all the time because I simply cannot be as well. So you are a powerful woman, Alison. I've been in the in just honored to be mentored by you. You've been my personal mentor. I've been in your space many times. And I appreciate at times when you have been very forthright and open about the times that have been very difficult for you. And uh, that actually can sometimes really create that tribal feeling that we need so that we know we're all in this together and that we are human and we're going to be just fine.
1: Yeah, you know, you bring up a really good point, and and you're right. I think there is a, a balance between making sure we're at the higher frequency and then also letting people know that it's okay to not be sometimes. Um, I remember going through my divorce. And it was just really hard. I mean, we had four children. It was a 20-year marriage, and I was going through a lot of self-development at the time, and I just thought, I'm not going to let my kids see me cry. I'm not going to let them you know, see me um, crumble. And the truth was like at the time I was on antidepressants, it was so horrible. There were times I didn't even know if I wanted to live, but I would always put on this brave face and a smile. And I remember going um, for a trip one time with my oldest daughter to California. And I just really had this moment that I just, I broke down and I cried and I said, listen, I love you so much. And I'm really having a hard time and I'm, I'm struggling with this decision of divorce and I don't think it's going to work out and I've tried for a long time to make it work out and I just am encountering some really hard things in my life and I remember just really opening up to her and crying and it was interesting because during the divorce my my ex-husband wasn't afraid to show his emotions in fact it's kind of, it's kind of the opposite and um and the three kids that I never opened up to I, each independently came to me and said, mom, you know, this divorce has been really hard for dad, but we can see that you're, you know, it's not that hard for you. And I thought, wow, they don't even know because I didn't open up to them what I experienced and what I went through. And their perception was, you know, that this was just a piece of cake for me and <laughs> just really hard on their dad. And I thought, wow, you know, there is something um, valuable about opening up. And I think people can identify and relate to us in our vulnerability so thank you for bringing that up and as we end today i just here's the message that i hope that you hear today uh, through this show is that you do have a choice and it it's okay to feel negative emotions it's okay to feel despair it's okay to feel the fear and the negativity of the world around us but choose not to stay there Because the world really does need you now. There are simple steps, simple things that you can do to remind yourself of who you really are. And who you really are is a divine creator. Who you really are is that your potential is bigger than any problem that you encounter. Who you are is somebody who the world needs right now. So remember this. Stay strong. (laughs) Stay Stay also in tune with your emotions make sure you give yourself grace and mercy and i love you until next week i'm allison h larson and
0: you've been listening to spotlight